challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast. It is wonderful to have you with me. As always, let me quickly say before I dive into my topic for this episode, I want you to go to greatman.tv. I want you to look in the upper right-hand corner. There's a donate button. I want you to get behind what we're doing. Now that probably Omicron and Delta and COVID are going to recede a bit, now that we're going to get through these peaks here pretty quickly, we're going to do some amazing things at Great Man to impact the men of our generation. We're going to ship books by the thousands into Latin America. We've had a lot of our books translated into Spanish. We're going to host a conference. Uh, We're going to work on getting an actual academic minor uh, that can be used a lot of different schools, that minor in the subject of men's studies. Uh, We're going to do all kinds of things. And uh, we'll talk about that more in the future. I won't do a lot of fundraising on this podcast, but here as we start the year, I want you to get with us. I thank you. Those of you who are giving, we're starting to see donations come in. Um, But go to greatman.tv, the website. Look in the top right, you'll see a donate button. It'll take you to some video. It'll take you to some things that'll explain what we're doing. And I want you to give. I want you also to mention us to your company, mention us to the charities you're involved in or the foundations that uh, fund things. Maybe maybe they've never funded men's work before. Uh, work amongst men. We need that desperately. You know, I've told you stats many, many times. 20% of the women in American college and colleges and universities have been sexually abused. Who does that? The very kind of men the great man is targeting. Unprincipled, unfathered men who don't know what it means to be a man, who have never been taught the kind of ethics, the kind of no a true man is. That's what great man does. You want to fix that on the college campuses? Fund us. We're not the only organization doing things, but we are certainly out there making a difference. And we're networked with all of the organizations that really are having an impact. So greatman.tv, upper right corner, donate. All right, enough about that. Now, I've recently been asked a question that really got me thinking and really stirred me, and I wanted to bring it to this podcast. And that is someone said, if you're looking at the culture of men, uh, not the not the one that ought to that does exist, but the one that ought to exist. If you're looking at the at the culture of men, Stephen, that 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 you are trying to build, looking at what what you're trying to build amongst men, uh, the culture that would be amongst them. If they're all listening to you, if they're all doing what you're saying, if they're all reading your books, if they're all reading the books you recommend, if they're listening to the speakers you recommend, if they're grasping. Uh, God and they're grasping an understanding of who they're made, made to be and what they're meant to be about. The question was, what one word would best describe that culture? The culture, and this was the way the question was phrased, that Stephen Mansfield is attempting to build amongst men. The guy said, you know, you're always ending your podcast with, because this is what a noble, righteous, great man does, that kind of thing. Okay. So he he said, if they're listening to you completely, can you put one word on it? And it took me a minute. I sat there for a moment and I did come up with a word. And then later I thought, hmm, did I get it right? (laughs) And I concluded that I did. Uh, And not so much that there's an absolute right and wrong, but in terms of my view. It, did I did I really give them the word that they give this guy the word in the, in the room full of people the word that does capture the culture that I'm trying to encourage among men? I'll tell you what that one word was. It was the word 
respect. Respect. Now, it's almost impossible to put one word on an entire culture. But if I had to come down to one word to describe the culture that I'm trying to build, I urge you to listen to me here because this is going to be transforming for some of you. It would be the word respect. Now, men in our generation are often raised in cultures of disrespect. We even use the shortened word dis for when we cut somebody up, when we're sarcastic with them, when we insult them, when we talk smack about them. He dissed her. He dissed him. She dissed him. And the word is really short for disrespect. She disrespected him. He disrespected her. So that's the culture we often are brought up in. It's a culture of insult. It's a culture of disrespect. It's a culture of not valuing another person. It's a culture of harshness. And of course, I've taught before, you've heard me say in this podcast, that I believe that that is what people refer to as toxic masculinity. You remember my little teaching, I'll give it here in 20 seconds, that the word toxic comes from the Latin word toxicum, which in the ancient world meant the poison that goes on arrows. They would fire arrows into an enemy. There would be a wound from that arrow just piercing a body. But when they put poison on the tip, the person who was hit by those arrows or even just lightly scratched by those arrows was going to die because that poison got into their bloodstream. Well, I believe that disrespectful manhood, men using their gifts in disrespect of one another and others, is toxic masculinity. It's masculinity firing arrows into everybody, arrows that are poisonous. Okay, I've said that many times before. Let's move on. When a man begins to realize who he is, what power he has, what he's meant to be doing in the world, it really is all summarized in respect. Let's go through it real quickly. First of all, uh, a man, one of the first things he does when he really begins begins to get a vision for noble manhood is he respects the way he's made. He respects the way he's made. This is one of the first things I try to bring about in the life of a man. You don't know how you're made. You don't know your powers. You're like a strong you know, 10-year-old smashing everybody around on the playground. You're doing all kinds of damage because you don't respect the way you're made. You don't respect what you've been given to do. You don't respect what your obligations are. You don't respect your power. You don't respect your gifts. You don't respect what you're meant to build in the lives of others. You don't know how you're made, so you don't have any respect for it. And by not having any respect for it, you don't have any respect for yourself. One of the things I love, having been close to the military my whole life, is some long-haired kid comes into the Marines and he's just bebopping in and he just doesn't know what else to do. And so he's going he's gonna to be a Marine, but he doesn't have any respect, doesn't really love his country, doesn't really respect the Marines, doesn't really respect himself, doesn't even know who he is. I'll tell you what, some months later, if he's really taken in what the Marines are trying to create, he has a lot of respect. He respects his leaders. He respects his country. He respects his uniform. He respects his buddies. He respects his unit. He respects the Corps, not in some weird, you know, officer and gentleman way, but but uh, in, in, a, in a genuine way. I've seen it time and again. So respect. He respects how he's made. He respects himself. Well, this almost always leads to a respect for God. Because, because if I'm designed a certain way, if I'm made a certain way, and by sudden, suddenly beginning to recognize that and walk it out, uh, I start to live an effective life. I start to live with all pistons firing. I start to live with my uh, greatest impact. I start to live in, in a nobler, higher way. Um, then I, I stop and go, wow, 
I'm obviously made in a certain way. Who made me that way? God. And I start to respect him. I start to honor him, perhaps in a way that I haven't before. Many people already had a faith, already had a connection to God. But when they began to understand what noble manhood was and began to live it out, they began to respect and honor and worship God even more, which I've seen many, many times. Then once a man understands and respects who he is, respects what he's made for, respects the God who made him, he also then begins to realize that part of what he's meant to do, part of that respect that he has for, for God, for the way he's made for himself, is meant to be poured onto other people. Now I begin to respect the unique makeup of my wife, the unique makeup of women, the unique makeup of other men. I begin to respect. Suddenly my language changes. I'm not just talking smack. I'm not just putting people back down. I'm not just insulting them. I'm not just using harsh and cutting words. I'm not disrespecting everybody else and thinking that I'm the hottest thing on the planet. No, I have respect. I have respect and I call out the best in other people. I respect, I may be irritated with my, I'm making this up now. I may be irritated with my son or my daughter, my children. I'm not, by the way, if they're listening, <laughs> but, but I still respect the way they're made. I still respect the core of who they are. I still respect their destiny, their purpose, their gifts, respect. And by treating them with respect, it draws them out. It calls out the best within them. I'm not just putting them down all the time. I'm not just, I'm not doing what some men do, calling them stupid, calling them idiots, saying I'm ashamed of them. Of course not. Never. You respect them. You respect your wife. You honor her. You protect her. Respect. Respect for other people. You respect destiny. You respect purpose. You respect your band of brothers. There's a, there's a code of respect. I've been with many, many groupings of men. I'll tell you one of the things that really inspires me is when men respect each other. When it, with a group of men here not too long ago, when it was all over, men looked around the room and said, I got to tell you, I respect every man in this room. You could just tell it was a solemn, holy moment. I respect every man. Didn't even know who these people were when they walked in the room some days before. By the time it was over, by learning how these men lived and learning what they were doing and learning what they were committed to and learning how they functioned, seeing how they carried themselves, there was respect. There was honor. There was, and what, what it produced was devotion and commitment and covenant respect. So I don't want to just go on describing this forever. I want you to hold this word up to yourself. I believe that if a man doesn't respect himself and have respect for the God who made him, he has a very hard time showing respect and building a culture of respect around him. Now, let me not, let me just be careful not to be heard to be extreme here. I love teasing. I love playing. I'm not saying you can't have fun on the basketball court and smack each other around a little bit. I'm not saying you can't, you know, joke a little bit and tease. My friends, good heavens, we tease each other all the time. But it comes from a core of respect. Doesn't mean you can't have a joke. Doesn't mean you can't play tease somebody. Doesn't mean you can't have a little fun. But you don't fundamentally regard other people with disrespect. You respect yourself. You respect the God who made you. You respect your mission and your purpose. You understand what it means to be a man. You respect the code. You respect the power of what it means to be a man. And you deal with others so as to call out their best. I respect my wife. I protect my wife. I use my words to build up my wife. I, I, I stand with her. I keep an eye on her. If there's anything that's going amok, I speak to her about it, not because I disrespect her, but because I respect her. I welcome her opinions. Of course I welcome them. She, I've told you many times, in my particular family, my wife runs the money. Why? Because she's got degrees in higher math. She's better at it than I am. I respect her. Stand with her, 
honor her. Don't say stupid and nasty and undermining things about her uh, to my buddies behind the scenes. I honor her. I love her. I encourage respect for her. My friends uh, come into my life respecting Bev, and they, I, I trust they respect her more after being with me than they did when they first met her because, because I'm, I'm magnifying respect for her. I'm not her, I'm not her one-man uh, PR agency, but I so respect her that I take people up to a new level of respect. Why? Because I respect what's in her. I respect who she is. I respect my band of brothers. I, I respect the men I'm building with. I respect the men I'm seeking to change uh, manhood in this generation with. Respect. Respect. Honor. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bible reader. As you know, I read the Bible every day and usually read it through in, in an entire year in addition to all the study of it that I do for the speaking I do and the writing I do and just my own, uh, and, you know, my own strengthening. And it's amazing how much respect. You know, uh, in, in the Old Testament, which, which for Christians is still authoritative and for my Jewish friends is the, the scriptures, is the Torah, we're told to stand when an older person walks in the room. Why? Respect. Respect. We're told to stand. In the New Testament, a man's told to lay down his life for his wife. Why? Respect for how God has made her. Respect for who she is. Be, be like Christ was for the church, for your wife. Respect her. Lay down your life for her. Honor her. Protect her. Pray for her. Stand with her. Speak positive things to her. Provide for her. Your children. Don't, the old language says, don't provoke them to madness. That, of course, didn't mean sanity. It means don't, don't drive them to anger. Don't, don't hammer them. Don't be harsh with them. Don't drive them to, to a life-deforming anger on your children. Respect them. Show them respect. Love them. Draw them out. Recognize their gifts. Stand strongly with them. Build strong champion children with respect. I grew up in a culture, military, jock, a lot of disrespect in the midst of formal respect. It wasn't until I became a Christian, hung out with Christian guys, I began to build a broader band of brothers, and there was this code of respect among strong men. I mean men who could whoop me, but they had respect for each other, for themselves, for their God, and yeah, for me. And it, and it wasn't because of anything I'd done. It was because I was just a man walking the earth. I mean, I was an idiot. But they showed me respect and began to call out what was best in me. And that culture of respect they built around them fed me, nurtured me, called me out, and I began to want to replicate it. My relationships changed. I, I, I was a, lived in a lot of disrespect in my early life because I had been disrespected. No, not blaming anybody. It's my fault. But once I began to drink in a culture of respect, my life changed. My relationship with God changed. My understanding of myself changed. My understanding of what I was meant to be about changed. My understanding of how to deal with others changed. And all of my relationships dramatically improved. That was almost the middle of my life, by the way. So don't think that was, you know, when I was 18. I had to learn some things. I was a strong leader, but I was in some ways a disrespectful leader. But I learned. I grew. And I want to ask you to look at your life in terms of respect. Are you, are you walking in respect for what God has made you to be? Are you walking in respect of God? Are you living your life in respect of others? Because you have a code, a culture. Uh, remember that culture means what you encourage to grow. Okay, what you're encouraging to grow around you. Is it a bunch of smack talk and a bunch of anger and a bunch of wounding and a bunch of sarcasm and a bunch of put downs while you live kind of a ratty, lazy, you know, no undisciplined life? Is that what it is? I want you to begin to find respect. 
a man who begins to respect what he's made to be, respect the God who made him, respect the code he's meant to live by, respect the power of who he is as a man. Respect. So ask yourself how respect informs your life. And do what I ask you to do every podcast, and that is look at the culture that you're building around you. Fundamentally, around you, do people who come, so to speak, to feed on the culture around you, are they feeding on respect? Are they feeding on put down and insult and diminishing of people? Do they feel greater or smaller? I want people to just simply to come into my life. Sure, we can have fun. Sure, we can relax together. It doesn't always have to be high voltage. But fundamentally, I want them to leave better people. I want them to leave respected. I want them to see themselves in a different light. I want to honor them. I want to love them. I want to, I want to help them. I mean, I, I'm talking about people who are far better than I am in life, far more accomplished in life. Why shouldn't they leave my presence being that much more encouraged in what they're meant to be? I get, I get to spend time with very powerful people far beyond me in station, rank, wealth, whatever, visibility. But I can still have a culture around me in a manner and a way of living that comes out of my respect for God, myself, and what I'm made to do, and the code men are meant to live by, that they're changed and made better. I'm not perfect at it, but that's what I shoot for. So I want you to ask yourself, what's the respect factor in my life? Because I believe that's at the core of what it means to be a noble man. And now here it comes, what I say every time, because this is what it means to be a righteous man, to be a good man, to be a noble man, a great man. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 